Hi guys, welcome to the PlayStation Access podcast, the official podcast of PlayStation UK. You're listening to the season one finale, episode six, where we're talking about the best co-op games, bungee jumping, and surprise spiders. Unsure how all those things connect? So are we. We have had a lovely run introducing and taking a deeper look at all things access. So grab a friend or an enemy and settle in for one last round of cozy conversation from our world of PlayStation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the PlayStation Access podcast, hosted by me, Leon Ashdo, joined by Rob Fael. Oh, I get what this is now. I get what this is. Oh, which one do I get? Oh, God. David Tello. Okay. Classic. Yeah. And Michelangelosi. <laughs> yes! I like mine the best. I love my one. Oh, my God. That's that so was, good. Yeah. That was tenuous. Yeah. Why are we turtles? Because we're talking about co-op games today, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are the ultimate cooperative team. So true. Ash, this is important. Did you fit... You, uh, the names into the you know where they fit the best or did you do it based on everyone's personality oh see i the, i gave leon ashdo to me because i'm the host so i right. figured you know i'd, I'd have to take on i would have to take on leonardo yeah and then leonardo that's, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know whose voice that was but in it the wasn't sewers mine. of birmingham <laughs> <laughs> and then uh rob got Raphael because i thought you know angry man yeah yeah. And it begins with an R. Yeah. I have more to my personality than I that. I know, I know. But, but you've had years week. to prove that to us, Rob, but we've seen nothing. It was just, you know, it was an easy get. I went for the lowest hanging fruit. I did. I'm sorry. No. And Rosie, I thought, had to be Michelangelo because that's the cool, fun one. Yeah. yeah. So I got the leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you like would leftover be, pizza. You would be Donatello. Donatello's <laughs> like, you know, if, Don, if, if, the, turtles Leonardo, would, if the turtles were streaming then Donatello would definitely be doing all of the tech bits, yeah, wouldn't he? Yeah, 100%. Mm. Like, you would have a stave. You would. I'd have a what? A stave. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I also, but I always loved Leonardo growing up. He was my favourite, so I'd like to be Leonardo. I could lead from the back. I could leave from the, leave I from the gallery. I want to be Leonardo. You're <laughs> Leonardo. <laughs> oh, you're doing an impression of me, I see. <laughs> I thought you were just being you then, and I was like, back off, challenger. <laughs> what, what would everyone's choice of turtle be? Just to get this out of the way. Leonardo. Michelangelo. Leonardo. So you've got two Leonardos. I'm like, I would choose Raphael. Yeah, everyone, everyone. I, I'm surprised, actually, because everyone I know chooses Raphael, and I was always like, oh, God. Yeah, but he is cool. Yeah, but he's like... Easy, cool. I Whereas Leonardo's this, actually cool. He has to make the tough choices, okay? Sometimes he has to not be a friend to be a friend. Well, that's what I'm going to do right now, because shut up, everyone. <laughs> we're moving on with the podcast. So a preview of what we're going to be talking about in this podcast is our main feature, which, as mentioned, will be co-op games and our favourite experiences, just fun stuff you can do with your mates. We're then going to go on to comments of the week, which is community highlights from the hashtag pod squad. Pod squad. Pod squad. Come on, Rosie. Woo! <laughs> and then we're going to talk about before we go, which doesn't make sense as a sentence, <laughs> but does as a concept in yes. this podcast where we do some coverage outside of gaming. But first, the question is, for the last time this <gasps> season, as it's the season finale, <gasps> what's new? Okay, we're in the what's new section. Wow, what a so brand new place. Here. <laughs> so new. <laughs> Crazy. So what is new, guys, is that the state of play happened on the 2nd of oh, June, was which good. was... So much newness. Full. Mm. It was full of goodies. It yeah. was packed to the brim. It was busting at the seams. Yeah. It was... 
Also oozing. bursting at the seams as well. Yeah, busting, bursting, oozing, frothing. There was oh, all wow. sorts of <laughs> games. <laughs> <laughs> doing, doing stuff in the state of play. So I'm just going to throw it out to you guys straight away and ask, what was your favourite announcement? Follow us Oh. <laughs> wow. Um, Dave, do you have one to add to that, Miles? <laughs> no, I was just going to mention how there seemed to be an awful lot of kind of horror yeah. announcements. So I was, you know, <laughs> I failed to enjoy that. <laughs> I was looking forward to thinking about I was looking forward to thinking about and also thinking about at the same time October and Halloween. Like, yeah, oh my I'm goodness. I'm sure you were. What about, the, what do you think of the Callisto Protocol, Dave? I thought it looked horrifying, but also <laughs> amazing. I, 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 don't make me play it please that's yes. me that's me excited you're gonna hate me for this but i just chose not to watch it because i thought oh, oh just, come on oh, I watch take it? a little gander no it's just gonna make me scared no, It'll this be, is good. if it's anything like dead Ooh, space the game will it will be, nice be a game fresh. that tantalizes me that oh. they are there i will then fail to be able to play so i'll just be sad so it i will surprise you I, that means when it comes up on december the second and mm. we play it together that does it Mean, that does mean you are saved from playing it this Halloween, Dave. Yeah, that's true. Because it God. won't be there. It's Christmas until yeah, Christmas, the Christmas yeah. challenges happen. Yeah, oh. I'm so excited for the Callisto Protocol. Just to talk about it seriously. We got the full trailer release um, after having just a teaser to go yeah. on for so long, and it looks incredible. You can see all of the Dead Space influences in it, like you know the visible hood on the back of the guy's neck. You mm. had this monologue from someone being like the dead planet dead just like you were <laughs> um, and it just oh I'm just so excited for it this is the one that I've kind of been pumped for for a little while and to get a full flavour of what that game's going to be with its mutated monstrous fleshy monsters roaming the halls of a prison in outer space oh I'm just excited oh my god an outer space prison yeah <sighs> Have you guys seen the film Lockdown? Never going good, is it? Never going to no. good. Oh, okay. It's nothing no. like that. Right. <laughs> That's about a prison in outer space as well. Right. What? Who said Resident Evil 4? It was Hello, Rosie. Oh, that was me. Go on, Rosie. Take the stage. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was so excited. As soon as, like, when you saw the R, I thought... Mm-hmm. I know that R. I, mm-hmm. And then, like, with the, the trees... When I saw the E, I thought... <laughs> and then, like, with the trees coming in and the, the music playing, I was just like, oh, oh, it's time. Like, it's finally time. I'm so unbelievably excited for it. As you know, I love uh, Resident Evil 2 and 3 Remake. I love the Resident Evil series. Resident Evil 4, I've played countless times. It's such a fantastic game. I love it to pieces. And even from looking at the trailers, like... Seeing Leon in the new RE engine, but he's still got his leather jacket and he's like his more combat trousers. I'm, I'm so more excited. More combat trousers. Like the more combat trousers. <laughs> more combat than ever. And seeing the, the little, we've only had like some tiny glimpses, but for example, you see the first sort of enemy you encounter by the fireplace they gave a bit of a teaser of him which is you know iconic when in the original game he just turns around and oh he's not a zombie you thought he was like they gave a glimpse of him the guy who i can't remember his name but he wears like a really big coat i thought you were were the expert rosie (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know the names of all the characters, sadly, but he's the character. He wears like the really big coat and he has his eyeball that Sorry, you have to take. just Rob's it's... doing double takes in the corner over uh, here. Like, what? I don't know the names of all the Resident Evil characters. The, old, the guy well, with, the, with the eye that comes out. Yeah, the eye that comes out. He becomes a boss character. Mendes, but... Birkin, you mean? Can, can I just interrupt here? Because I haven't played Resident Evil 4. Oh, in Dave. spite of myself, I'm quite excited about this remake because I really loved the two and three remakes yeah, they're mm. good. and played them again, surprising myself and having a good time with them. So four is actually like, well, I liked two and I liked three. Yeah. And I know that people like the original four. Honestly, Dave, I think so, you would really like the original four as well. Yeah. I think it's a really nice balance of having bits of horror, but also really good gameplay and like puzzles. I think, I think you'd really action, enjoy it. More an action game, isn't it? Yeah, it's more of an action with some like horrific, you know, visuals and stuff. (laughs) 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 Action horror. Well, action horror. Yeah. A little bit of uh, trivia that you might not know is that originally, um, Devil May Cry was the original Mm. Resident Evil Four. It was. Um, but because it was so actiony and unique, they decided to turn that into a completely new game, which became Devil May Cry. Oh. And then uh, Resident Evil Four was. was then made was but obviously kept sort of the they obviously had the intention to make it a bit more action horror than survival horror so well that's interesting there you go i have to say though i really hope they still keep the corniness of the original fourth game where's like, everybody I'm sure they will bingo Oh, we saw, oh, we saw the photo of Ashley. Yeah, you saw Ashley. She yeah. looks great. The first village area oh, where you. like the bingo line comes <laughs> from. That looked great. Um, about the guy whose eye come out, I just have to say, he's Mendes. wearing... Yes, he's wearing a hat now, which I'm like... <laughs> I, I really hope because in Resident Evil 2 remake you get a trophy for shooting off Mr. X's hat so I'm really right. hoping they've given him a hat just so at one point just you can so shoot I can it shoot off. Just so I can shoot it off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just so I can shoot it off at some point. I hope the but, dog's in it. Yeah. Hey, it's that dog. Like, <laughs> when he comes to help <laughs> Sorry, you. Sorry, Dave. Yeah, brilliant. I don't feel like I need now. to play it now. Cool. So <laughs> no, there's a, oh, honestly, there's a it's great. I'm just so unbelievably excited for it. There's loads I could talk about for it but I don't want to ramble. I've already rambled. You do. Yeah. You have. <laughs> now I've made a fool of myself. I've always been excited for Resident Evil 4. Yeah. yeah. I am going to be excited for Resident Evil 4. I, I definitely am. But actually. also, on the subject of Resi, we should quickly mention Resident Evil Village coming to PSVR. No, let's yeah. not mention that. Let's yeah. Yeah. Imagine doing the baby bit. Oh, the oh, baby no, bit. Imagine no, getting no, swallowed no, in no, VR. No, no, oh, my God. No. Imagine oh. seeing Lady Domitresque oh. from Real Hot. Well, <laughs> 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 Oh dear! That's no. that's the real joy. Didn't here. someone say Final Fantasy sixteen? I did. Yes. Tell hold us on, that. Hold on, hold great. On. I need to say Resident Evil Four Remake is out on the twenty fourth of March, twenty twenty three. Okay. Mm. Really got some one. time. So now you may talk about Final Fantasy. <gasps> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, this wasn't a new announcement. This is a, a, just an update, really. Uh, but we've been waiting for more Final Fantasy sixteen news and footage for what seems like a long time. So when Naoki Yoshida came on the screen right at the end, I was like, yes, it's my time. (laughs) I've been waiting for this moment. And the footage just did not disappoint. Oh, it It looks so good. good. The music sounds amazing. So epic. And we got to see a bunch of new icons. That's what they're called in Final Fantasy 16. Um, So they are your... Eidolons, Guardian Forces, Espers, Summons, whatever you like to call them. They're called what? icons. They're the, the big magical 
godlike monsters that you can summon Wait. pretty much in all Final Fantasies. May I ask a question? Yes. Okay, so I saw Ifrit and Bamut. Is that Bahamut. The, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Um, are they summons or are they characters? They, they are they are traditionally summons, but their role changes in every Final Fantasy. Okay. Sometimes they're very crucial to the narrative of the Final Fantasy. Other times they're just magical beings you can summon in battle. We don't, I think, Do, like, well, I it, it seems it. that they are quite crucial to the plot of Final Fantasy XVI. Yeah, yeah. Each realm has a person called a dominant and they are sort of like chosen by fate to be the person who is able to summon a particular icon. Um, and so we just had a bunch more confirmed. Previously, it was Shiva, Ifrit, Phoenix, and Titan. But we now know that Garuda is going to be in mm. it. Ramu, the lightning god. Odin. Odin on his horse. The Norse god himself Oh, okay. Back. That is that one. Okay. Um, Woo! Odin, <laughs> Odin is he's a recurring summon throughout Final Fantasy. There's lots of uh, Norse mythology influence throughout the series. So Odin being there... Um, sort of makes sense and then Bahamut the the king of the dragons the is big back king. that's um, so gnarly just very interesting uh footage of the icons in battle um obviously we, i don't know for sure how the battle system works but from what we saw in the trailer it looked like icons fight each other um it's just very exciting the combat is also designed by um sorry i can't remember the person's name but they they have worked previously on devil may cry which and going by the trailer again, the the combat looks very sort of action based, and the series has been sort of moving in that direction for a while now. Um, but I'm sure still with some good strategic RPG depth to it. Yeah, they've it, got some. I was just going to say on their Twitter, they did like a little developers credits thing, just yes, saying some of the people, yeah. and they got people from Dragon Quest, from all sorts of Final Fantasy yeah. games. I remember seeing like Dirge of Cerberus, Tactics, like. 10 and stuff a whole variety from all across it's the good, it's a good lineup yeah what particularly i'm excited by is that lots of people who worked on final fantasy 12 mm. which in my opinion is a criminally under i say underrated it's like critically acclaimed uh but i just don't think it's beloved enough by the final fantasy community as it should be i think it's an outstanding game and the fact that there's lots of final fantasy 12 alumni working on this also lots of the final fantasy 14 team are also working on it which is just great news because Final Fantasy XIV is an incredible game. Mm. Um, it's just ticking all the boxes for me. Fantasy setting. Yeah. We've had sci-fi settings for a while now. So I'm pleased they're returning to that sort of medieval fantasy, high fantasy style. Oh, it just looks great. I'm so excited. Summer 2023. Woo! A year. One year to go. Woo! Come on. I'm excited for you. But I tell you what I'm more excited for, what? for me and Dave. Stray! Oh, yeah. As soon as this came I knew this on, was coming. Was like, Here we go. Dave, come on. Talk about Stray. Well, most importantly, I just want to talk about how it's coming free to PS Plus in July. Yeah, because, that's so I cool. mean, that's just it. That's I, I knew I was going to play this game anyway. Um, it's coming to specific tiers, we should specify. Please do. Uh, well, I, I specify that I'm going to get the top tier because <laughs> I, I really want it and I want everything that comes with that. But yeah, Stray, I mean. Uh, Ash and I obviously famously I say famously does anyone know we love cats we love cats I think cats are criminally underrated and I think cats are kind of under featured in video games and I certainly haven't played many 
where I get to play as a cat. I can't think of once being a cat, actually. Do you get to be as a cat in uh, what became of Edith Finch? What remains of Edith Finch? You do. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you do. The window. That's, and that is great. The, the attention to the detail First of being a person cat. cat. Yeah, the way it moves through the trees. Um, and, and I'm really excited. Like, I don't know. As a cat lover, I feel like they do just all the cat characteristics. I couldn't fit those two words together as I wanted to. Catisms. Yeah. Uh, I'm just really looking forward to seeing a well being a well observed cat, and I think you you know obviously there's going to be a lot of love for cats in this game. If you're making a game where their main character is a cat and not like an anthropomorphized cat, just a cat, you know it's a cat. Um, and I think the world looks incredible and and beautiful, uh, and very interesting. I'm so interested in the story of this kind of world where uh, run by androids and robots and things and um, the little cat with its backpack making its way. There's obviously going to be a big puzzle element um, to it. I'm very, I'm just very, very excited. And to know now that it's just coming to the masses as well. I want, you know, as many people as possible to get their hands on this game and hopefully uh, many more will now. Um, so I'm very excited about it. How about you, Ash? I want there to be like specific buttons to do specific moves. Yeah. So, you know, like in Overcooked or Kiwi where you have the button that you can like talk with. Yeah. So, like in Overcooked, you're like, blah, blah, blah. And it comes up as loads of like expletive marks. And in Kiwi, you can chirp and go, <laughs> I, I, I want a button for a meow. I'd yeah. like a meow. I'd like a button um, to be able to uh, clean your leg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd like a button to purr. Yes. I'd like a button to curl up into a tiny <gasps> little ball. You should be able to use the touch. If you stroke the touchpad, pad, the cat should yes, purr. Yes, exactly. This is the things that I want. That would be so great. So I would like all those things. We should, yeah. You should be able to feel through the haptic feedback the purring of the oh, cat yeah. as well. Imagine. Imagine. See, I'm just thinking I want there to be like, if you go up on a shelf, hold R1 and then use the analog stick to knock vases or something off walls. This is so funny. This is the one thing Rosie just feels like cats just like are a menace. And the only thing they do they is see that you've put something you want stored on a shelf and they go, oh, did you want this on the shelf, did you? How about you like it on the floor? <laughs> I like, saw it on the ground. That's what, Ash th- uh, that's what Rosie thinks of cats. They yeah. just fight each other as well all the time. My mum sent me a video of her two cats. I can't remember what the breed is, but they're stupid. Stupid cats. That's not a breed. No, they are. Or, uh, no cats are stupid. And they were both sort of fighting over this empty box of peppermint tea because they <laughs> like the smell of the peppermint. And then when we finished with the box, they both just looked at each other and smacked each other around the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, silly. It's so funny. Silly. Because their paws are so soft. It's just like being beaten with a mitten. Like, they've got claws though. They can full on go like, yeah, oh, they don't they to each other. Hidden. They just smack. They just yeah. slap. I do like it. They don't just, get the claws. There's no, you know, there's no inhibitions, are there? Just like, yeah. sick yeah. of you. Just looking at you is annoying. There's <laughs> nothing else just a hit hit it cats do love mint though it's true it's true when I brush my teeth sometimes Toe will come over Toby my cat and be like wow that smells minty <laughs> that's what she says and uh, did you know catnip is a type of mint I didn't know that actually that's no. why they love there you go it makes sense catnip. that's yeah. why they're after the nip cat, cat mint cat mint plant yeah and also other mints like soft Yes, <laughs> they like a soft, uh, they like a strong, Polos. they like a menthol. 
Anyway, Stray is coming out on the 19th of July, which is the first proper yeah, date it's announcement. Coming. That's next month. It's yeah. so close. Oh my God. I'm so, so, so excited. Yeah. I could have gone on with more so's then, but I controlled myself because I know we have other things to talk about, but Stray, I'm really gassed for. Yeah. I'm literally, I'm looking at your notes right now on the piece of paper and I just see <laughs> everything on bullet point apart from Stray with like all caps, many exclamation points. Like... Needed to make sure we covered that one. But just to round off the state of play a little bit more to talk about some more things that were featured and mentioned, you can check out the blog uh, if you want to have a little deeper look at anything we've spoken about today. But Horizon Call of the Mountain is coming to PSVR 2 as well, which looks really exciting. There's a major Horizon update coming. Um, No Man's Sky and The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 Retribution is coming to PSVR 2 as well. We've got loads of great PSVR games in the works. There's also Street Fighter 6, Rollerdrome, Evernight. There's loads more. There's loads of exciting games coming. It was a hell of a show, wasn't yeah. it? Rollerdrome mm. looked really cool. Street Fighter 6 looked amazing. Yeah, yeah right. Street Fighter 6 looked like, sick. Like really revolutionary. Mm. We also have had the uh, the Plus Games for June announced. So just to give you a brief overview of those, we have Naruto to Boruto, Shinobi Striker, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, and God of War. God of War. Boom. I love that bit. So good. I mean, it sounds better in the game, I'll be honest. (laughs) (laughs) That was my favourite thing, I think. One of my favourite things I've ever done for Access was being in that auditorium when God of War was announced at E3. That was a big And we didn't know it was coming, and they had the orchestra sitting sitting in the what do they call the bit where the orchestra sits Dave the The pit pit. Um, and they started playing the God of War music but we didn't know at the time that it was the God of War music and it was just great music it was just amazing music for about five minutes and we were like this is great and then the game comes on oh tingles so good we're we're, with Atreus playing or whatever and he opens the door that was so good who's there and he's and you're like it couldn't be (laughs) it couldn't be (laughs) I am hungry well God you have (laughs) (laughs) No, oh, no, no, oh my god, god. Of Rob. oh my god, god of oh, Rob. his ego <laughs> is just inflated to maximum. Oh, Rob, you have more to tell us about God of War yeah. because there's new things happening on the channel as well in our lovely What's New section that we're going to cover, which is a Let's Play. Yes, well, we've already done the first episode of this yes. um we're recording this podcast hilariously before we've done it but by the time <laughs> you hear this we'll have already done our very first episode of god of war replay because Ooh. it's now available um as part of playstation plus so if you haven't played god of war yet there's never been a better time and also with god of war ragnarok on the way we all need, you know, everyone needs to replay the first game again. Yeah. So we thought we would play the whole game from start to finish over a, a number of weeks. Um, we've done the first bit. We fought the stranger. You um, hope. You hope. You you hope yeah, maybe it'll be slow. No, we have. We fought him and it was great. Um, um, <laughs> but what we would like is for everyone else to play along as well, whether or not, whether it's your first time playing the game or whether you're replaying it to, to get ready for Ragnarok. We would love everyone to, to play the game along with us and to share screenshots and comments and memories uh, using the hashtag God of War Replay. Uh, the idea is going to be that every stream, we're going to have like 15 minutes at the start where we just go through everyone's screenshots and comments from the previous episode and just just share 
our love of the game and basically get up to speed for, for when Ragnarok arrives. It's oh, just goodness. very exciting. Oh, goodness. Ragnarok I must admit, it's my intention to replay the game along with us as well because Rob's, it's going to be Rob's journey. Rob's going to be playing the game every week, but I'm going to, I'm going to play the game in my own time every week as well because I've, I'm, I loved first time around and I want to be properly prepped for, for, for God of War Ragnarok. So um, I'm really excited to do it. I Gold think. star for you, Dave. Thank you. Gold yeah. star. <laughs> That's right. So, and I can make sure that we look at my screenshots and read out my comments. So. <laughs> uh, Rosie, we've platinumed it, haven't we? We have, we yes. Have. I low level would like to, you know, just see. Just see just if see. I could. Well, I think you should. We won't be doing that. We won't be doing that in the streams. I think you will. I'm not. No, yeah. we're just going through yeah. the story. Just the story. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to do like the progression to the platinum in stream. Like you yeah. can finish the story, do the other bits, and then boom. A boom. A boom. <laughs> That's how it works. Platinum Monday <laughs> stream. As if by magic. And no one needs to see another. The Queen no Valkyrie in the distance. Rob, Kratos, God of War <laughs> no. Rob, standing, I'm ready not, to fight I'm not, her. I'm not streaming me fighting Sigrun. I go on. Let me tell you, if we get anywhere near it, I'll do it. Because I'm right. not going to just do it my own time and not take loads of applause. That's, you know, I'll definitely do it on stream. But yeah, I don't think yeah, I'm no. going to get anywhere near it, to be honest. I'm going to fight her on Give Me God of War mode. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. No. Yeah. No. no, I'm just going to say it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that was a little taste of co-op fun to come. As we move on to our main feature now, we're going to talk about more co-op games and our experiences with them. But yeah, the, the God of War replay is a part of that and a really nice thing we've got coming up, which will be super fun to share with everyone. So join us on the YouTube channel for that. And we'd love to see you there and love to read out your comments and just vibe with Kratos. It'd be nice. But now, the main feature. <laughs> Right, here we are in the main feature. It's time to get main. It's time to main it up, guys, <laughs> and talk about co-op games. So basically, the, the overarching question for this one is, how have co-op experiences shaped you as a gamer? Because I feel like we've all played with someone, watched someone, you know, kind of engaged with games outside of just a solo experience. As much as they are fabulous to play as a solo narrative, there's so much more to the industry and to games themselves that allow them to be a shared experience. So basically, how has that influenced how you've grown with games? So the first question I have for you with regards to that, would you say instinctually, do you prefer single player narratives or do you like ones that you can play with another person? Or does it just depend? I think that um, I will refuse to answer your question in as much as I think that they're different enough experiences as to not be kind of have to pick a favourite. I love single player games and I also have had amazing cooperative experiences and I've also had cooperative experiences within single player games. Um, I think there's something very different about playing with somebody. Uh, it's a It's a completely different experience to me and it's less about um, well, for me, it's less about story and, and more about just the actual act of cooperation and having a shared goal and kind of achieving something together. That's like, I love that. Um, and But I also love single player games as well. And I think there's absolutely room for, I don't think you have to pick. There's room for both yeah. in, in, in my life, at least. Um, I, I love them both both equally. Yeah, I was just going to say, I love them both equally. Cowan's I love answers. both experiences. Yeah. I love single player games way more than co-op games. Really? Ah, there we go. Yeah. And why is that then? Just because I don't have to rely on anyone else 
but myself. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> well, God, just, someone who's been your co-op partner sometimes, like, God, I don't have to rely on him. It's just logistically much easier. Yeah, of course it's logistically easier. Um, you know, if you're going through like a co-op adventure with someone, it could be like organizing a big social event sometimes. Can you do Tuesday night at set? No, I can't do... I think Where you're the problem, Rob. I think if we were to play a cooperative game, I would say, like, let's do, let's do, let's make it a regular time every Thursday well, we've at been, seven. We've been meaning to play Divinity Original Sin 2 together, Dave and I, for about three years now. Okay, so well, you've been talking about that since before I joined. We just never, oh, yeah. we just never do. No, just well. never do it. I would love to do it. Well, would you love to do it enough to set an actual time to do it every mm. week? No. Right. So you're the problem. I guess. In this situation. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, love cooperation with the team. <laughs> I love single player story games, but having said that, I have also experienced some of the most exciting moments of my gaming life have happened in co-op games. Um, in particular, Destiny, when that first came out, that was oh, I was obsessed with it and it felt like everyone was. You'd log in to your PS4 and all of my friends would just be playing Destiny and it was it was the place to be. It was cool. And I remember doing the Nightfall, which was like the weekly very hard thing to do. And it was three players, so it'd be me, uh, Nathan often I would play with and one of our other friends called uh, Meeks. And there was an incredibly, I just remember this incredibly insanely hard thing it was us against the world and oh, some of the memories were amazing. And, you know, the kind of emergent gameplay that you wouldn't get in like a, a structured, directed, single player narrative experience. Mm. Um, I'm gutted that I missed Destiny. I remember playing it with you and Nath. Not like those. I can't remember what they're called. Not regularly. The, the, the rooms where waves of enemies come and it gets more difficult and more difficult and more difficult. I never did. I never did any of the. I don't. I don't think I did any of it with you guys. You I don't do, do the daily. I never did the nightfall, and I never did. I've not ever even seen a raid. Oh not once. God. The vault of glass. Never seen it. What a fool. What a fool. Yeah. What a fool. Rosie, I know you are a big fan of co-op games, and I know you streaming in your own time as well. So that's kind of like a new type of co-op experience obviously we all stream on playstation access as well like and have people join in and talk to them but what are your kind of takes on uh, on co-op games do you actively seek out like couch co-op or do you go for online multiplayer like what is the appeal of the co-op experience to you i just i mean ever since i was younger i've always loved kind of sharing the experience i remember you know back being a kid on the ps1 ps2 if my my brother used to play games as he got older, like solo, and then I just sit there and watch, and you know, even just me sitting there and watch was part of sharing the experience. But I remember if we were playing like uh, a game called Bugs Bunny and Taz Time Busters on PS One, that was a <laughs> real treat because it was like for me anyway, because I was like, I'm playing a video game with my brother, we're having a laugh, having a great time, we're solving puzzles and doing all this awesome stuff together. So and just that kind of feeling, I've always held really close and dear. Um, which is why even today I've like on a, when you're saying about time slots, like oh, every Wednesday I'll play a game with two others and be it a single player game. We will switch the controllers around sometimes, or we'll just experience it together. Like alien isolation is a solo game, but my mate Liam and I, we kept on swapping the controllers whenever we saved. Um, it's like, oh, we saved now it's your turn. Ah, the aliens around the corner. You've got to do it now. It adds like a whole 
Like it's just sometimes it's so much fun to share your stories and everything with someone else. Um, but I love single player just as much. And in terms of like local and online, I really enjoy both. But for me, I just love local experiences as well. I think sometimes there are some things you get playing a game on a sofa with someone like if it's like, you know, seeing their face, if you pass the controller over to them or something like that. Um, and the excitement of being like, oh, I'm going around my friend's house to play this. It, I, I don't know. I just really love the, I miss the the charm of of local sometimes. I guess it just kind of takes me back to the past a little bit, essentially. But I also absolutely love online co-op. Like any of your friends, as long as like any of your friends just message, hey, you're free tonight, you fancy a game with this, boom, you're already in a multiplayer experience. So I love both of them, but locals just has a bit more of a special warmer place in my heart I think yeah for sure I feel like personally for me I'm definitely a solo player by like my normal standard like I love a a solo experience and going through a game and kind of because I play a lot of horror games as well I feel like it like affects you a bit more when you're on your own but having the pass the pad experience of making something co-op that isn't actually and like being like okay you'll go you'll go and doing local co-op with games that are like built that way as well I love that I love that way more than online multiplayer Um, I think online multiplayer is great it's a revolution but it's not something I've engaged engaged with quite as much as um local gaming especially on the channel as well like the experiences that i've enjoyed with you guys have definitely been when we've all been in the same room doing stuff even when we're doing online things it's because we've sat next to each other and had like the playstations on and been like haha i'm watching your screen or <laughs> i am anyway to see oh where i am too is. yeah i think it's interesting you mentioned uh, horror games there only in as much as obviously um i don't traditionally enjoy horror games and but when I've had to play them, I've had the, on the channel. I've had the advantage of playing them with someone, and I do think there's something with just playing a game with someone, even single-player games. Just having them watch and have opinions about what's going on, or having advice, maybe. Although sometimes that's very annoying. But you know, like <laughs> I do like. I would much rather have played Outlast with Nathan Rob than by myself. Yeah. Mm. Even though by myself, I could have gone at my own speed and stopped whenever I wanted and whatever. Like. Uh, I think just playing through a story with someone is it's like watching you know a, a box set or whatever it's like watching something on Netflix like it's it's nice to do it with someone and, and sort of share that adventure together yeah definitely well that's the thing as well like because like I, I mentioned it on a video on our YouTube channel but I I love the Yakuza series, but I haven't played them all yet because I play them with my boyfriend yeah. on those like like film nights. Like we experience the stories together, and um, you know, passing the pad, taking it in turns. Like you said, it's just an entire it's an experience we share because we both love it to pieces. Um, and then once we do that, I'll play it single player and try and get trophies and stuff. But the initial experience of you know seeing everything sharing that experience with someone else i just think it's really awesome and it's really cool yeah like the dark pictures anthology i think of when we talk about horror games because i know dave that's one that you've actually played and liked um and like being able to like talk with someone and go through it and make the decisions and watch as they're like ah 
um i think when we played house of ashes i played that with my boyfriend and we were swapping characters and we gave them stupid names like burt mcflame and, and <laughs> johnny spitter or something and um we were going through and be- because we were like laughing and being like hee i think i like killed my character straight away because i like there's a moment where you can cover someone's mouth and you're like don't breathe don't make a sound and i like choked him out like <laughs> so i was like shush shush um and that was really funny because it was like something that you wouldn't have that's something i wouldn't have done on my own because i'd have probably been paying more attention and taking it a bit more seriously um but that it was a different kind of fun and a different kind of adventure and, and nice that we could comment on it as well funnily enough the dark pictures and anth- anthology i think actually does something amazing with online co-op yeah, yeah. where it actually raises uh, i wouldn't say that it's um better than playing locally with someone but playing with someone you can't speak to or interact with in any way but know that they're there playing it they've built that into the game and made it like a function like a cool thing it's not like oh i'm missing out on playing locally with my friend it's like you get this whole other experience the first time uh, I played Man of Medan. It was with Rosie and Rosie was in another room and we mm. couldn't talk to each other. But I knew she was playing. I knew it was Rosie. And the game tells you which characters your friend is being. And it was so interesting because I was making decisions and Rosie didn't know what choices I was being faced with. Um, and I remember you chose something that I was like, oh, okay. Like you, you gave like a sassy comment at one point, I right. recall. And I was like, well, I didn't expect Dave to do that. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> but also you didn't know what choices I'd been presented with. Mm. So you don't know what the options were. And likewise, like sometimes, you know, you just see your friend's character doing something and not really know why or what information they had, what they'd learned. And I think it just, it's much more like experiencing that game as a person because you only see, you only experience your part of it. Whereas, you know, you, you can only, you only have your perceptions of events and things. Um, and they've built that into the game and it's just, it's incredible because I've also played it couch co-op with someone and had this as the same experiences of you ash like just a lovely funny time and you kind of enjoy it in a very different way uh and i've played it with someone elsewhere who you can't interact with and that's cool as well and i just think it's amazing that they've thought of both of those experiences and they both work in the in that game it's very very well done yes and we'll be able to look back on the quarry which will have streamed by the time that this podcast Uh releases and see it some more i'm so excited for the quarry same i cannot wait which is a super massive game by the same developers as do the dark pictures anthology and until dawn which until dawn wasn't a carp experience but still had the pass the pad quality that you could do like you know you could pick a character and and move your pad very much so you can make it yourself you can do it yourself um to kind of move back to the 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 main question of how have co-op experiences shaped you as a gamer um whenever i think about like how things have shaped me as a gamer i've written some games down i was like what are my favorite games what are my co-op experiences that i've had and the first one that came to mind was gauntlet dark legacy um because i love that game so much it is an arcade going troll some dungeons kill some baddies like it's super goofy there's a big wizard who's like at the dawn of time when baddies roam the earth and you must (laughs) kill them all and collect the shards um and i've played it so many times and the reason i played it so many times is because every boyfriend i've ever had i've made them play gauntlet dark legacy (laughs) as like some sort of like litmus test (laughs) yeah it's like it's it's the challenge ready to run the gauntlet like, the boyfriend gauntlet. <laughs> Did you Will ever realise the relationship was doomed just because of playing this game? Yeah, because they don't listen. That's right. how you know. 
because I, I know this game like the back of my hand I know all the places I know what to do and you know I'm not going to force that down anyone's throat and, and what that might seem I know I might seem a bit like a, a pushy person or a bit loud <laughs> or like do this I say um, but y- you know I just like playing like seeing if we can cooperate like doing bits and pieces I just like an excuse to play the game to be honest yeah. um, but I've played it so many times because literally every partner I've ever had have been like shall we play Gauntlet maybe <laughs> perhaps maybe we should give it a go I don't know um, but yeah you, the other ones have been uh, a way out playing that um, with my dad which is like you know the co-op experience where it's split screen you play it together you can do that online or or, or in the same room and uh, I went home for a weekend and just blasted a way out with my dad and we got so caught up in doing the competitive mini games that we nearly didn't finish the thing like in the time period we'd allotted because <laughs> we were just like um, there's a horseshoe game you can play at the farm mm. and it was just like who can do the horseshoe the best and get the top score for three hours straight because me and my dad are like we're the same person like right. we're so competitive we're so like, we just, you know, people who just bother each other. Like we know how to like push each other's buttons so that every, the other one gets annoyed. Uh, and we're awful gloaters when we win and even worse losers. So like being able to play this game together and uh, and do these mini games the whole way through. And then there's obviously the competition at the end, not to spoil um, the end of the game, but it's basically a, there's a button mash to see who, who comes out on top at right. the end of the game. Uh, that was us like... Like pressing it together to see who would be the winner of the whole game. Like those are some of my favourite gaming experiences, full stop. And I think have made me more of a rounded gamer in being able to like, you know, have have different experiences, do different things, see how other people play things. Because it opens you up to new mindsets of how to approach stuff and, and have more fun in different ways as well. You could say it's shaping you as a person. Yeah. Not just as a gamer. Yeah, exactly. Certainly shaping your relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Too fair, yeah. funny you said that because it just reminds me when I'm always like, oh, have you heard of Parappa the Rapper? Whenever I've yeah. been like, talking <laughs> to a guy. And it's just like all my friends, not even partners, all my friends who don't play video games know of Parappa the Rapper. Yeah. <laughs> and they know of Dimitri from Sly Cooper because I make sure they all listen to the song Greasy Sweet, which you get when you get 100% on Sly Cooper 3, you get that song. So they all know of Dimitri, they all know of Parappa. And if I've ever been you know talking to someone uh i'm like oh you know do you know have you heard of parappa the rapper (laughs) and if they say no then i'm like you know i'm like oh we've got to play parappa the rapper it's a great game and then like see their response but if they say yes it's like instant winner i'm just like yes parappa the rapper talk to me about parappa the rapper well how do you play parappa the rapper with someone is that just passing the pad yeah they they sit and watch rosie right yeah i was gonna say yeah (laughs) no 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 i enjoy this song i let them like you know i watch them play it and then if they're like (laughs) and i have criteria (laughs) and i mark them rosie gets her white scientist jacket on yeah exactly (laughs) well there is there is multiplayer enjoyment There is there is multiplayer in like um Umjama Lamy. You've got uh Lamy and then you've got Rami where you Rami's like the I believe she's she's from hell. She's like a black and white version of Lamy. Um and you can like, you know, p- compete against each other, see who gets the high scores and stuff. So there is multiplayer elements in like the Parappa the Rapper universe. But yes, but just Parappa the Rapper, I watch them play and then if they get a bit stumped, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll I'll give it a go. <laughs> And then it's the next level. And, and I put it's... on my blindfold and I put on my earplugs <laughs> and I just do it 100%. And they go, and wow. And then it's the next stage. I, and they've, I take my blindfold off and they've, they've gone. 
<laughs> <laughs> and that's why I was single for so many years. <laughs> do you guys have any co-op experiences that stick out that you want to share, like funny stories or anything? So I do feel like they inform your experience of, of gaming, don't they? Like you always have that goofy moment with someone that you're playing a game that sticks with you. Rob, I know you've got tons of stories with your sister. Yes. But I can't think of any specific right at the top of my head right now. We used to just invent ways to play games co-op, even if they didn't have really have a or like a cooperative element to them. Um, Toka World Touring Cars is the one that always springs to mind, <laughs> where we would play a race sort of multiplayer. So we were against each other technically, but it was her job to to drive backwards around the track and to smash into all the other cars so yeah. I could win the race. And then quite often, because my favourite mechanic in that game um, was that you could, there was a pit lane, and if your car got damaged, you have to go into the pit. So we would smash up all the other cars, and then we would each block an end of the pit lane mm-hmm. and see how long we could trap all of the other cars in the pit lane for. That was <laughs> that a great was good. That was good. That, that reminds me of... Um... My brother and I had a Lego Racers 2 on PlayStation 2 and there was a mechanic in that game because you're driving Lego cars. If you keep on bashing into walls, you lose pieces of your car. Um, so, and then you actually, rather than, you know, you, your car just spawns again, you just run on your legs. So my brother and I used to destroy <laughs> each other's... Legs? Yeah, like, you know, like the, it was a little Lego man just running with their legs rather than being in a car. So we used to like destroy each other's cars and then rather then we were just our two little lego drivers and then we'd either just do a running race you know completely avoiding all the speed and the, the thrill <laughs> and like no we're just our two little lego friends running or we'd then run off the track and then just explore all the race courses together and just you saying that about destroying your cars purposefully i was like oh my god lego races too i remember doing that i do have a lot of nostalgia just for being young and there being fewer multiplayer games and because you're a kid you can't buy loads of games anyway so you have fewer options of just what games you can play and so you just do you you do just get kind of inventive about what you play and how you play it and you go around to your friend's house and you play something i remember my friend got a playstation before me and the only games he had were uh, tekken and um shockwave assault <laughs> which is about uh like aliens invading earth and um there's like a little you know sort of fmv movie sequence at the start like okay captain you know what you gotta do you gotta repel the alien attack and then you're just this little ship going over this very brown flat landscape it's like space invaders but 3d really and uh, we discovered that if we plugged in two controllers one controller did the steering and one controller fired the weapons and despite the fact that firing the weapons was literally a case of just holding X. There was no ammo. It was infinite ammo. Um, We used to play it like that just to make it slightly more cooperative. As you'd expect, my friend, it was my friend's PlayStation. So he got controller one and did the steering and I got controller two and did the firing. But, and and I just used to hold X, but I used to try and make it slightly more challenging uh, by trying to be efficient with my bullets. I I wouldn't just hold the button. I would try and take it off sometimes. But just like the point being really, I suppose, is like all of these stories are about how we have tried to make games that maybe weren't supposed to be cooperative, cooperative or, Mm. or play together with somebody. It's like, it's definitely a big part of, um, I don't know, the human experience really is you want to, 
be able to share these things with your friends it's not enough to just go and play them by yourselves and then come back together and go i played that it was good like we really wanted you know i really wanted to experience games with my friends whether it was passing the pad or just watching them play or whatever you just we've tried to like crowbar these ways in and and that it was a ridiculously bad co-op experience but at the same time it stuck with me and we had we just made it fun we just made it fun because we wanted to definitely i feel like the the christmas maze is a shining example of the access version of that where it's like putting extra fun onto a game that's already a game for gaming but then being able to do it cooperatively or like you know shoehorning in the goodies the christmas maze is the standard example of that so thanks rob thanks robert s pearson for making some fun you're welcome Okay, well done, everyone. We've spoken very cooperatively. Haven't we? For a little while about co-op games. So now we're going to move on to the comments of the week from the hashtag Pod Squad. Pod Squad. Pod Squad. Pod squad. Oh, Rosie. Come on. <laughs> Every time. So let's pause for the musical sting. And now do a musical sting of our own. Now, it's the the season finale, guys. It's the season finale, so we've got to get it right. First try, perfectly harmonised with just good vibes. Everyone's loving it. We cheer at the end. We high-five. And we also don't ask how it's going to work. We just instinctively know. Okay, go. It's time. It's time. It's time time for comments of the week. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best one we've ever done. That was good. That we knew, we knew, yeah. we knew what had to be done, and we did it. And that's uh, that's cooperation. I'm proud of us, guys. So, for comments of the week, these are comments taken from videos, from social media, from all over the internet, which have the hashtag Pod Squad, which basically means your comments are sent to us and maybe read out in a future podcast. And this is the future podcast. So, the first one I have for you guys is from Cecilia Svensson, who says. Pod Squad. There's more. Okay. Rosie talking about wanting to learn martial arts and then explain how every class she's attended has been cancelled and not think this is a sign from the universe. If she learned one, she'd become too powerful for this world. <laughs> and then a laughing face, which I just like to something that, that, that has been pointed out that, you know, you've been, you've been put off from the martial arts, Rosie, that if you did do them, you would knock someone's block off. Oh, that'd be great. I'm just, just like... Oh, that'd, be <laughs> that'd be great. I'm just imagining like... a. Uh, a 2D side-scrolling beat-em-up video game starring Rosie. Yeah. And she just goes around learning more and more martial arts. Have you got one that you'd choose, Rosie? One that you'd be like, if we could arrange for you to have classes, what have you got a martial art in mind? Um, not very, I'm open for for anything. Do you like Uh, weapons or hand-to-hand? You know, would you... Both, okay. I'll do literally anything. No, literally, just let me learn. <laughs> um, you do taekwondo. It's a very kicky one. I've had and a lot of people say I'd be suited for taekwondo. You seem to have good balance. Nunchucks, nunchucks, like Michelangelo. Yeah, nunchucks would be great. Mm. That's my vote. No? No, I'm, I was like, yeah, I'm up for some nunchucks. Uh <laughs> Are I'm you okay, thinking. Rosie? What's I'm, going on? I'm just it's thinking. Like... I've just kind of gone into my little fantasy world of like, what? Well, because literally whenever I try and look up a class, I'm just like martial arts and then I'll just see what's available to me. So I'm up for anything. But I have been told by a few people that I should look into taekwondo, especially because that was one of the classes that I tried to take at school before it got cancelled because there wasn't enough students doing it. Um, so I remember like some of the basics of that. So... 
But I, honestly, I'd, I'd, be, I'd just be super up for anything. You anything. Could like, you could be like Huarang from Tekken yeah. if you did Taekwondo. See, I always used to play as Beck in um, Tekken 2. Isn't that a singer? Yeah. And a fighter, I guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. It's, it's like Beck. Bayek. I'm pretty sure it was Beck. I'm going to have to go back and... Uh, I don't know. Either way. Either way. Beck Beck is his name. <laughs> Beck Beck. Beck, Beck, Beck Bayek. We've also got a comment from Scott Hargrave, which says, Vard Squad, Dave, we watched the extended Fellowship of the Ring on Friday night. Rob, I'm sorry that this isn't directed to you. <laughs> no, no, no. Please carry on. Um, but it is actually relevant. After the troll stabs Frodo in Moria, Aragorn says, you should be dead. And my girlfriend immediately <laughs> shouted, you should be dead in the Scottish that's accent. That's amazing. Thanks for that. Oh, no. Well, you've now ruined that scene for oh, me forever, wow. but that's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> you should be dead. You should be dead. Skewer, <laughs> a skewer to wild boar. <laughs> So this is in reference to a story that Dave has told on the channel about his... My favourite story ever. Actually, can you do a little brief, a brief retell? Oh God, I don't know if I'm going to do a brief one. Basically, I was on the motorway with some friends driving and my car stopped working. It just went... And we spent three hours on the side of the road and eventually a man, a Scottish man... Didn't we eat some crisps that had been turned to dust? It was uh, Maltesers. That's it. They were sealed, a sealed bag. Did you eat them? And we were stuck. No, we opened the bag and they were they were dust. <laughs> and so we didn't eat them. But we were so sad. We'd been there for three hours. It was freezing cold as well. And it was like a one bit of entertainment. Anyway, uh, and a man came to rescue us. Uh, a professional man. Not just, you know, he wasn't just passing. And he had a big, fl- big flatbed truck. And he said, go and get in the cab and warm up and I'll put the car on the back. And so we did. And everyone was like, oh, what a terrible day. We're so sorry about your car, Dave. And then the man came in and he was Scottish and in a uh, a thick Scottish accent that I will now do a terrible impression of, he went, you should be dead. <laughs> and I was like, what? what, what? He's like, your tyres, man. And what had happened was my tyres were about to burst. He was like, they're the worst tyres I've ever seen. <laughs> you all should be, should be scraping you off the motorway. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. And um, everyone was just looking at me. And, yeah, it turned out, <laughs> it turned out my, my car had done the noble thing and it had just stopped working to save us from certain death. And, yeah, I went and looked afterwards and you could see the canvas through the rubber like literally through to the canvas of the tire and and he was certain and he's a professional man that if we had driven a professional that they Scottish were ready man? as a professional scottish man they were ready to go at any second like he was like any further just any moment you should have they should have exploded well never seen well, tires like it well here's to wow. dave's car for taking them slowly but safely it was honestly like how was your car passing its mot like i've just i got an know, advisory my mot was like look you you know you're nearing your groove depth get those changed oh well mine was like, like look you're nearing your groove depth get those changed at some point and yeah, i was like three cool. years ago yeah <laughs> no it was like you know it's probably like four months after my mot and i hadn't done it yet he could he, obviously the MOT man did not make a, a big enough deal of it. He should have said like seriously, you got to do this. I'm not. I'm blaming him now. Was it all MOT four man. of them? Uh, I don't yes. know. Probably. Yeah, it definitely was. One of them. What, there was only one that was like really bad. But it only it only takes one. It only it takes only one. takes one. So there you go. You should be deed. Yeah. Just enjoy that. And, 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 you know, in a nice follow-up to that, the next comment is from Man Without Van, <laughs> who says, on the nicknames chat, I was called... 
Sorry, I had to find, <laughs> I had to find the comments this week. It really made me laugh when I was searching. <laughs> oh, goodness. Right, so the, this was from the Cow, the Kangaroo stream. KO. Oh, yeah. KO, 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 please. Uh, on the nickname, just chat. I was called a haddock. Haddock? <laughs> in early secondary school and still have the nickname 12 years later from people I don't even go to school with. Which is just it. It's just someone called Haddock. <laughs> Wait, that, well, that's it. No explanation. Why? Oh, Why? I don't think we want to know, to be honest. It's, it's got to be a... Well, I don't even want to say. I'm just sorry, Haddock. someone called Haddock? <laughs> no, they call him Hadders. Like, I don't yeah. know. Is it just fully Haddock? Haddock. Uh, Haddock. I just like that as a nickname. Without the, any explanation, I mean, the, the mind runs wild. What's the weirdest nickname you guys have had? Uh... I haven't had a weird name. I mean, what I'm about to do is exactly what I did. And uh, and it's a bad idea, which is when I was at primary school, I we, we did like a circle time, it was called, where we all sit around in a circle and we'd sort of talk, like and the teacher would lead this sort of talk. I don't know what it was. And I remember, I suppose it was sort of like um, trying to get people to speak about whatever, things that were going on at school, in their lives, like emotions or this kind of thing. And we did one about bullying. And uh, I wanted something to say. So I made up a nickname that I wished people didn't call me. And so that I could say in this circle time, I wish people would stop calling me this. And then obviously, and they never had. And then obviously people started calling me that. And that name was Jacket Potato. (laughs) That's really sweet. And then I became like Jacket. And uh, but it was because of David Jackson, and people would sometimes call me. J- well, at secondary school, everyone called me Jackson or Jacko. Jacko, uh, I know. But Ooh. at primary school, I took <laughs> this one out. step forward in the Jacko's past. Here. Jacket potato. All right, lads. Jacket. Jacko's just rolled off. <laughs> 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 geese. Oh, good. So I'm glad we've had this chat. Great. Jacko's the new one. Jacko. Not a jacket potato, just Jacko. Jacko. It's With not it. a new one though, Ash. People people still call me Jacko. Jacko. <laughs> I have to say it like that. Jacko. Jacko. Just yeah. so many so many garbled vowels vowels yeah. to say. Right. Our next comment is from Bruce Mathiason, who says, Now you guys have I don't this is these are all ribbon on you, Dave, I'm sorry. Oh. But um Bruce Mathiason says, Now that you guys have finally reached two million subs, congrats. When are we going to see Dave skydiving? Never. Which we bought up. Do you remember this, Rob? Do you what remember? Do, it Dave what? said he was going to do a skydive. I never said that. That's to be fair, Dave, when we went to London recently, we were talking about skydiving. We did we? mention it. Yeah, yeah we, we were. might have been talking about it, but not like. And the I idea said, "Would you do it?" And you like said, "No." Big... But I said, "I think you should." In London, why wasn't I invited? It was when we you were having to... a day off, one of your many days off. Yeah, that's right. Dave and I were the only ones working, working that day. Yeah. Rob oh. and Ash had a day off. Mm. Oh, I went to we the were, zoo. We I went were, to the zoo. I you did, did yeah. I did. We were having to hold the fort. We held it really well. We, we held it great. in London, so not at all. It was very secure that fort. Well. Yeah, I will not be doing a skydive. Thank you. Rob, will you be doing a skydive? I, I would do a skydive. For two million subs? Yeah. Can I would do a skydive just for fun. There we go. Here it is. You we heard got, it here first. We got two million subs ages ago. Yeah, so a long like, time ago now. I just think you, you, you just should do one, but not for two million subs. Yeah, but also secretly for two million subs. Just... We wanted to, to, to have like a, a PlayStation Access logo on the parachute or something. Yeah. He actually wants to do it. He should just Who be allowed not, to do like, it. Surely that's like a, a classic thing on everyone's bucket list. No. Ash and I have already don't... done it. Yeah, we've really? Been there. Yeah. When? I did mine when? for my 18th birthday. When? 
<laughs> when? Yeah. When? I've well, known you for three years. When I was, <laughs> else could you have done it? When I was younger, my parents said, you can either have something really special for your 18th or your 21st. And I decided to go skydiving for my 18th. Nice. Very brave. I just loved it. Did it because I was peer pressured to. Yeah, that was it, really. I um, I it was when I was doing the east coast of Australia. I did a little bit of travelling, and um, in the the shop where the guy was was booking it in, he was like, "Everybody does skydives, you know. Everybody does when they come when they go go do the travelling down the side." Gotta of these do guys. it, or you Everybody haven't even does. been here. Yeah, it's like, wow, are you, you're not going to do a skydive. Everyone does a skydive, and I was like, just take my money. It's fine. Upsell me. I'll jump out the plane and I'll think about it when I get to it. And I thought about it when I got to it, and I was like, why did I do? This. Yeah. <laughs> you must have been quite up for it though, Ash, because I feel like that's that's not huge upset. That's not loads of peer pressure. No, but the, that whole trip, right, I decided to do because everything I decided to do in Australia was because I was like... I don't like that I'm afraid of things. I'm just going to do them and not think about it. So like I moved to the other side of the world because I was like, oh, I'm a bit scared of leaving home. So I was yeah. like, I'll go to Australia. And then I was like, oh, I'm a bit worried about heights. So I was like, I'll throw myself out of plane. Oh I was my like, God. Oh, the ocean's a bit frightening. I'll go find the shipwreck at the bottom of it. <laughs> you and I are exactly the same, apart from in this, whereby like, oh, I'm a bit scared of leaving home. The I'll end. Stay in. Ooh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm a bit scared of uh, skydiving. I'm a bit scared of that shipwreck. And that's like where I just that's that's where we're very different. Is you're like I will face my fears, and I'm like yeah. I will p- bury my head in the sand. I like, like that Rosie's version of this was just I just wanted to, and it was nice. And I did Mine it, was like I, I needed to it. overcome. <laughs> I did paragliding this year, and that was pretty scary. That I. We did it um, in Switzerland, and it was a, it was absolutely amazing. I should say, I loved it afterwards. But the thing that is really difficult about it is that you have to you're strapped to somebody, obviously, who knows what they're doing. A lot like skydiving, I assume. But you have to you take off on a cliff, and the way you take off is you run at the edge, and there was no training, there was no like nothing. It was just the guy before we go saying like literally we're all strapped together and we're stood and the edge of the cliff is very nearby and then it's just treetops like immediately like if we don't do this right we will just smash into trees and it's going to really hurt and i might probably die and he was like it's not ideal to to, uh, conditions today to be honest like we're going to have to run quite hard and he's like you know he was just like i'm just going to count down because we need the wind to be right and we don't know when it's going to be right so you need to be ready for the next just five minutes at any second i'm going to say run and you have to run as fast as you can and you're going to think we've taken off but we haven't taken off do not stop running don't stop running if you stop running we're in real trouble and this is like my preparation at for this point. I'd be just unstrapping myself. <laughs> like, All right, no, and we you st- do it on we your own. We stood in complete watch. silence for honestly three minutes, just nothing. And there was just like a little windsock over there that he was looking at, and he just suddenly went run, <laughs> and he just ran and ran and ran. And exactly as he said, like the the parachute obviously it's laying on the ground behind you so you start running and there is no, no resistance then it sort of gets picked up and so you start feeling something kind of like heaving you backwards and it becomes very difficult to run and you can't go forwards as much anymore you're on your tiptoes and you're not getting a lot getting a lot of kind of grip and then it kind of like drops and you have to like run 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 again and then like the ground just falls away it's literally like it was like a 75 degree it was like flat and then a 75 degree like fall off. I like how you measure it, got and, a protractor out. And you drop bit. and you drop towards these trees and then the parachute like grabs you. 
and it's safe. And um, that was the most scared I've been this year. And it, it <laughs> this was, year. it was, it was really, really horrible, that but amazing. Horrible. And that I think horrible. that was must be the hardest bit, obviously, of skydiving. I guess it's like once you're out of the plane, it's like. You're just very much in... Either the parachute's going to work or we're going to die. Exactly. And it was taking off there. Like, me having to be so much a part of it, I couldn't just even, like, shut my eyes, really. I had to help him. He Mm. made it very clear that I can ruin this for both of us. Like, we can both be badly injured if I don't do my bit. I didn't like the sound oh, of that. The bit in the skydive that scared me the most. Well, my 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 person I was strapped to said that he'd done five previously. Five? He, he was lying. He was he was joshing oh, me all the time. Classic. But like I believed him. He's they always do five. these funny jokes, don't I they? They it. love the funny jokes. You've seen the videos where people go bungee jumping. And the people who are in charge of the bungee jumps throw like a fake end of rope off that's not connected to anything. And yeah. they're like, oh God, no, 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 as the person goes off. Yeah. That's <laughs> so like for awful. 10 seconds, the person thinks they're about to die. Yeah. Until the bungee kicks in. That's, yeah. I'm, 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 my, my face is shocked. Yeah. Open. There's a whole genre of YouTube videos, these these pranksters. Oh God. The, the, the bit with skydiving is when you come down and you, you, you need to land, they go, pull up your legs now or you'll break them. Oh, yeah, yeah fully. They're like, I mean, I don't I can't remember. What, I, don't, I can't remember. I don't know what you said, but they were like, okay, you have to put, it's, they were like, it feels weird, but you have to make your legs straight so that when you land or something, you kind of like skid on the floor. Because mm. if, you, if you have them bent or something, then it can just, you can break them if the impact's too strong or it could go into your chest. So I think... <sighs> I God. think anyway, it was a long time ago. I recall that it being like just landing and I was like, oh, leg straight, leg straight. Oh God, oh God, oh God. And then you just have to sl- like slide slowly until you land on your bum. Yeah. So, because at the same point, I remember thinking, but what if I angle it wrong? Can't my legs just sort of like break in on themselves? Oh, and they're God. like, no, you angle it so that you slide on the floor. It was all fine and stuff. I just, <laughs> I just remember, like you said, the initial like, don't break my legs, don't break my legs. <laughs> That was scarier than jumping out the plane, I thought, because I just closed my eyes and let the guy do it when I felt when I went off. Right? Did you do a backflip for you, Rosie? Yeah, I oh, think so. God. I remember because I was in a, a the plane, I think, with two others, and they went first and I went last, so I got to see them like falling down, and I remember like, oh god, there they go, oh there they go as well, and then it was my <laughs> turn. But you have to. I remember looking down. I was like, oh my god, this is actually happening. But you have to put your the back of your head up to their chest and you have to tuck your the like tuck your feet under them or like under the plane at the time so you can't really see anything anything uh, see anything anyway until you're falling and then suddenly your vision just goes from looking up to and uh, we're down I'm looking at the earth yeah oh. and then you then you're just like woo god i closed my eyes when we, when we went out and when i opened again the plane was all i could see like above me and i was like I'm the wrong way around. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> play. Oh, wow. But yes, to this move on. This all sounds really complicated. Oh, yeah. I thought yeah. we'd just jump out, pull the parachute, land. It sounds it like there's so much that. to think it's, about. I think that's the middle bit. The it middle pretty, bit. The main fine. thing you just need to remember is that when you're landing, legs out straight, and then when you're about to fall, just tuck your feet in and put your head up. Yeah, and the right. rest they do. Yeah, that's it. That's Easy. It. When you do yours. Just remember our wise words, Rob. You'll fall out the sky and think, ah, Rosie and Ash's words. I remember to tuck my legs in and put my head Wait, back. wasn't it? But straighten my legs. Wait, was that the start? Oh, straighten God, them, I'm falling. Straighten them down or <laughs> that way? No more legs for Rob. Or head first. Or Jürgen Klinsmann style. 
<laughs> just belly flop. Wrong audience for that, Rob. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of Crash Bandicoot belly flopping, but... So, last one, last question, last hashtag pod squad, pod squad. of the season. Oh, yeah, of the season, wow. A triple question. What an okay, it's the one question, but from three people. Right. From Dares Pocken and Tales of Gaming. They've all asked, and we've had this question a couple of times come through. Okay. What is your favourite video game soundtrack? Oh, God. Oh, mine's Hollow Knight. That's it. I know it is. That's it. That's the end. <laughs> I have so many. I'm not um, sure. I know I'm going to get this wrong, but uh, uh, a recent one I'm going to say would be Returnal, which uh, like, it's much more of a soundscape until it isn't. And like the music in that game is just incredible, I yeah. think. Uh, you know, it's not the sort of soundtrack I'm going to listen to in my own time, but it's like as just an accompaniment to that experience, I think it's just incredible. Guitar Hero 3 also. That's oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that's okay, soundtrack. I mean, that's, yeah, that would be my actual <laughs> answer. Good shout, yeah. Oh, it's so hard. I listen to like video game music all the time, like more so than like video game music is just what I play in my car and everything. But one that kind of really stands out to me is the music from the Katamari games. Uh, Katamari Damacy, I listen to an awful lot. So, but like that, and I love the Grim Fandango. I love Cuphead. I love Ape Escape. I love the Klonoa sound I love so the Crash Bandicoot the Spyro sound oh, ah, okay. why do you We're ask this Rosie. question ah! all uh, these your soundtracks one. your one favourite one Rosie no yeah. one no. you must pick okay if I had to pick one to re- listen to for the rest of my life it would probably be Katamari Damacy okay now you can't say anymore that's it you've picked move on mm. <laughs> <laughs> Rob I can't believe Rosie hates the Crash Bandicoot. I know, of all the ones. I love the Crash Bandicoot soundtrack. We all heard what you said. How about you, Rob? Final Fantasy Nine. Yes, good pick. Is that the one with the the moobles? Does that go? What? They're moobles, and they're in more than just Final Fantasy Nine, but they are at their cutest. In Final Fantasy Nine, Moog- Moogles. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's what I said, wasn't it? Remember, you're a Moogle. Final Fantasy Nine, underrated soundtrack. Most Final Would you Fantasy say fans. Most Final Fantasy fans who I listen to say eight or ten, which is the wrong answer. It's nine. Nine yeah. to the best. Right, right in the middle. Soundtrack. Yeah. There we go. That's our favourite game in soundtracks. Yeah. So we can, and we must forever live by what we've said here yeah. today. That's There's no, it. no, no, no give backsies. Yeah, Rosie. No uh, one ever sees one again. Is, my face <laughs> is like I want to talk about so many more. Oh, well, that is the end of the comments of the week section. So we're moving on to our last bit now. Let's get there. And we're here. Okay, here we are. It's before we go. So do you guys have anything you want to talk about in the landscape that is outside of gaming? We've just had a wonderful bank holiday, a four-dayer. Did anybody do anything exciting? I went to see my first DJ gig. DJ I, gig? Well, and I learned a lot because... <laughs> <laughs> so As I'm, we all do from DJ gig. Well, I, I, presume, I don't know what we call it, a gig or a... Con- I, I don't know what... Like It was just a, a good show. But um, I mentioned it in the last podcast. I was going to see Suichi Talada, who's the composer for Ape Escape. And then we went to see him and Did it was amazing. Did you tell amazing. him how his, his soundtrack isn't your favourite? No, <laughs> I, no, I love it. 
I took my copy of Ape Escape and I was like, thank you, I love your work and thank you so much for making my childhood. And like, but you not know. as much as Katamari. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, if I met that composer, oh, goodness me. Honestly, it was either Katamari or Ape Escape 3. What so did you just, learn from this experience? But what I learned was that <laughs> Because when we got the tickets, we were like, oh, the show's from 8 p.m. So we thought 8 p.m., like, you know, maybe it'll go on until 10 or something. You know, we can just come home and then go to bed at a healthy time. Um, and then we went with our two friends who go to concerts and stuff a lot more than we do. And they were like, oh, no, no, no. Um, there are two people who play before the main act. And we thought, oh, OK, that's cool. So what like an hour each or something and then when we looked into the website the two acts were playing for two hours and then Suichi wasn't on until midnight and my my little tired brain was like I have to stay up until midnight to watch the musician I really want to watch um and then because I like mentally prepped myself for like you know I'm gonna go in at eight like what and everything and then my friends were like no you don't have to go in at eight o'clock it's okay that'll be a very big evening if you went in at eight so I've learned a lot about you know going to places and about like learning about the backup acts were really really good like I thoroughly enjoyed both I like DJs backup acts as, yeah. as the descriptor of this the just in case acts. Uh, yeah. just in case acts <laughs> but I learned a lot about going to a gig and about how music shows work I guess did it you was... learn that you like it and you do it again or that yeah it... I do it again okay yeah it was really cool and people were really nice like we went in there in colorful shirts because um that's what the main act he really likes wearing colorful shirts and we were like yeah let's join in on the fun so we did it and then people came up to us were like we love your shirts oh we know why you're wearing them and stuff <laughs> uh, it was great fun we know why you're wearing <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, Cover so- up your naked bodies. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so now I've experienced a, 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 a gig and I can say oh I've done that. Oh my God, that. I can't believe there's another Rob in the room. Yeah. Like Rosie just choked on the word gig as well. Well, it's because, is it called a gig? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess DJ is, is a little bit more... A gigs feel more bands to me, but then I guess you'd have to ask a DJ. Gigs, you could have a comedians do gigs. I think it, it, a I gig think is it, just a thing. It's just like a, it's a cool it's a word, yeah. isn't it? Okay, so thing. I was right in saying gig. That's good. If 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 you if if like the person doing for the them show, it's a gig. Yeah, it's definitely a gig. Mm. I think Where, if you're the audience, yeah, but you were you're attending their gig. It's a job as yeah. well, isn't it? I've heard like tradesmen going, "I've got this gig down at you know Marshall Street." Yeah, got to fix some fix some floorboards. Yeah, who <laughs> you've yeah. been hanging out with? <laughs> My neighbour does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It's a specific. House, is this a specific job? Was he actually down at Marshall Street or whatever it was? Marshall Street. Marshall Street. Oh, no, God. I just made that floorboards. up. Oh, it sounded very good. I liked it. I've been um, watching loads of good TV. There's an embarrassment of riches of TV at the moment. In as much as uh, Stranger Things and Obi Wan and yes. the boys. Um, which I won't say anything much about, but just like so much good TV. And if you haven't watched any of those things, I I would recommend that you do. 
really good usually I'm you know I play video games at home but recently I've been it's been a long time since I've been like I want to watch the next episode I want to go home and watch like Obi-Wan I'm like I want it to be the next when's the next episode coming out so to get back in that hook before the podcast I was like I'm actually watching TV shows at the moment which is Stranger Things and Obi-Wan so I am in I am that person right now I've only watched the first two episodes yesterday of Obi-Wan and now I'm really excited to watch the third one tonight Mm. when I get home uh, and then I'll just be on the weekly rotor. I'll be really looking forward to when is it Thursdays or Fridays? Don't know, but it I doesn't matter. Whatever, whatever day it is, I'll be looking forward to it. Did you do anything fun this weekend, Rob? Nothing. There's a giant spider behind my face. I just oh, saw it's a- massive! <laughs> oh my god! Put it in the podcast. It's a spindly one. Luckily. It's a little thin spindler. Oh my god! Yeah, but the shadow it casts. Oh, oh my god! My god. Oh, and it's it's. Not it's quite more that I just saw wall. it out of the corner of my eye. That's like massive. I was like, oh, the wall's moving. Your lizard brain picked up on it. That's genuinely huge. It's not. That's huge. Oh, it's, oh it's, my it's, God. It's, Look at its shadow. It's a Look. movie one as well. Like It's not stopping moving. Ooh, Look at looks, that body on it. It looks like the limbo spider. It's, it's going straight goes. for Rob, who who has made a big deal of like, it's fine, but is increasingly looking like, I mean, I do, I do hope it stops. <laughs> 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 I, it would be nice if it didn't come this way. I, I, I think it's fine. But, Just, uh, you keep an eye on it. I'll keep me. an eye on it, Rob. All if right. I make this sound, <gasps> then you need to stand up immediately. Oh right. my god! But you can do that. Just. To annoy Rob. I won't. Don't worry. I promise I won't do that. I when say it comes as to Rob spiders, immediately turns around. I will, I will not fake. A <gasps> it sort of seems it's to be. It's, it's, it's sort of webbing now. Yeah, stuff. it's doing a little bit of building. I think it's doing some construction work. It's going down. It's going down. If, it, if I lose sight of it, then we, we need to wrap up. We need to wrap up, everyone. Let's just wrap up the podcast quickly now. It's going behind the sofa. Quickly. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. You know, I wear earplugs when I go to bed. Kind of like 40% just because I'm a bit scared a spider might go in and lay an egg in my head. Wait, are, you, are you more scared of them going in your ear than in your mouth? Yeah. I remember reading about people who like tape up their mouths and ears because they heard that spiders crawl in and die. In I, I would rather it be in my mouth than my nose or my ear or my eye. I've definitely woken up before, pulled back the bed covers and found a couple of spider legs in there. And oh, I know Dave! that I have rolled onto a spider. You and hope. it's and, oh, that's Whoa. definitely leftover legs from your canapé of crunch. No, I'm not eating the spider. I've definitely just like accidentally like rolled. Don't worry, Rob. It's <laughs> Rob <laughs> doing his best to be professional, but has 50% of his brain uh, on the wall behind him. I'm keeping an eye on it. I can't see it anymore, but well, it's not It's not on the sofa yet. Apart from all the spider excitement, Rob, do you have anything you want to add for before we go, or are you just happy chilling? Um, well, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Everything I do is... is just doesn't sound cool. I've nearly finished the book of Trespass. Oh yeah, you're right. It's not cool. You'll be Moving pleased on. to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I, I think I think it's an amazing book. What it's is one this of the, cool? You it's think one of, of the best books I've read in a very long time. Well, that's quite cool. Um, but I, I don't really think it would be of interest to anyone else. But that's what I'm doing right now with well, that's my time. Cool. I just like knowing. I just like keeping tabs on all of you. What did you have for breakfast, Robert? Nothing. Just like knowing, Robert. Me too. Right, I um. For me, I went to Slam Dunk Music Festival, Jealous. aka a gig. Well, a l- <laughs> well, lots gig of for them. gigs at a festival, multiple yeah. gigs. Many musicians had a gig at this festival. Um, but yeah, it was just like a one-day event for Grebos with loads of emo music and goth music and alt music. Who rock was and the roll. best? No, right, okay. This Why is- isn't it called Slam Punk? By the way, oh, because it's not all punk. Yeah, oh. but that's a good name for it. 
that is a good name. I don't know the naming conventions of Slam Dunk. I don't know, but I will raise this with them in future. Please do. I will. I will. I'll get, I'll get in touch. Um, but it's a great, it's my favourite day of the year, every year. It's so fun. Even more than Halloween. Genuinely, I love Slam Dunk. Uh, it's like, I, it's, it's up there with Halloween. It is. It is. Because it's just, everybody there is so nice. All the bands are like all my favourite music from when I was like 13 onwards. And they always have great throwbacks. They have great current acts. It's just always a really fun day. And I always go with my nice friends and have a nice time. And the best act of the day was a little embarrassingly, maybe now, but it was 303 were there. Wow. I had the best. I love 303 is what I realised. I know every word to every one of their songs. Um, and not <laughs> even cool enough to know who they are. Oh, my God. It's the... I. Do, I what's their most famous song? I uh, might it's, it's the... Black dress with the tights underneath. I got the breath of a last cigarette on my teeth. I recognise the band name and I recognise bits of the song, but not enough to. I the song. She was a touch me She was a lovely She'll never leave me Oh, and I can't say any more words. No, they're a bit rude. But there's yeah, there's they're really they're like they're you can tell that they're like you know they've been around the block. They're there. They're excited to come back. They were like, 303 is here. I was at the front with my big three fingers in the air going, woo! <laughs> oh, um, and Hot Milk were the other one that was a real standout. Hot Milk were amazing. They were like, uh, oh, sorry, Dave's doing the fingers in the corner. I'm trying to figure out if you could do 303, and you definitely can. Yeah, that's so. the point. Yeah. Streets of the, Gold, three. baby. Oh, that's it. Streets I've never seen gold. that. Never seen that. Hot Milk were amazing. They're like um, this proper Aggie band from Manchester uh, with just... Just loads of energy, loads of energy. I pushed some people around and had a great time. I was like, oh. get away, get away, I'm going to push you. I'm very jealous. I would have had, a, I would have In really nice liked way. that. Like a little, a push mosh. mosh. A mosh, a little push bit. Do Just you have every, any? Everyone's, you know, every, it's all uh, consensual pushing. Yeah, I got pushed as well. I did. Yeah. And did. it was good fun, Rob. You look so upset. I'm glad, I'm glad you had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And we've all had a good time on this podcast we for have. the past however many weeks. It's been many is what we were discussing before we started. Yeah. Many, many weeks. And we've covered Elden Ring, trophy hunting, video game difficulty, horror games, escapism, boss battles, and now co-op games as well. So... Please get in touch with us and tell us what you've thought of this season. It's been so much fun to put together. We've all loved coming and chatting about games, about nonsense, about everything in between. It's been so fun. I know you guys have had a nice time. I say I know. I hope you guys have had a nice time. As I've well. had a, I've had a fantastic, brilliant time. time. I think we've always, you know, we've wanted to do a podcast for a long time, and it, uh, now that we've actually done it, I've, it's been even more fun than I thought, and actually, like I think, it's more valuable than I thought in as much as it's great to have this extra time to talk about things whereas you know often we 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 only have a little bit of time and then have to crack on to the next thing and it's good to set aside some time and just be together and talk about our experiences of video games and other things as well I've really really liked it and I would really love to hear if people have also liked it and yeah, what they yeah. like and if you know how we might change it if we keep going and uh, make it better and all of those kinds of things so i guess people should keep using the hashtag pod squad uh really nobody i was so tempted i was just like no no <laughs> even though there's no um next episode date planned 
use the pod squad hashtag and let us know yeah, how you hoping, felt about this series. We're hoping it's not going to be too long before we're back with more podcasts. And if we yeah. see loads of hashtag pod squads and with people going, oh my God, I love this, then it'll be it'll be sooner. It'll be as soon as possible. We'd love feedback of all kinds though. Constructive criticism is welcome. Obviously gushing positive reviews, very welcome. Yeah. We'd love those. Um, <laughs> just, just love to read those. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but anything you've got to say about the podcast, we you know enjoyed. you want us to film it. Yes, <laughs> yes anything other than that. that. Yeah, we do know that. We, we hear that. The filming side. Uh, but please let us know with the hashtag. Get in touch with us. And we'd love, love, love to hear it so we can make next season, hopefully, bigger and better than Even ever. better. Yeah. But for now, we're going to have to go. So I've been joined by Rob, Dave and Rosie, who are all going to say goodbye together right now. Goodbye. goodbye oh, lovely. And now I'm going to say goodbye. It's been a pleasure. I've been Ash. Maybe we'll see each other again soon. Goodbye, sweet children.